Welcome to another uh, program of Tuzaman Hi, CP. Hi. And we are here as usual to enrich ourselves. But today we have also a very important subject yep. with a very, in, with a woman who, as far as I'm concerned, really courageous and caring and idealistic and really did something fantastic. So, Tzili, can you please? Sharona Duchne, the right. founder of Adoption Wisdom. Uh, Sharona, hi. What's adoption hi. wisdom? What is this? Wow, first, I'm very, very excited. I think it's my first or second interview in English. Oh, so thank you for the opportunity. Uh, adoption Wisdom, it's an entrepreneur, a social and private entrepreneur that I founded with my fingers because of uh, the challenges that I face it, uh, being an adopted single mother for a six and a half years old son, beautiful son uh, from Israel that I adopted 15 years ago. And because and of- How old was uh, it? Six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. Was six and a half. Uh, it's an important number. Uh, uh, so adoption wisdom, it's a, uh, it's really an organization that if it was when I adopted him, I wouldn't do it. I did it only because I had a lack of uh, training by the highest specialist in Israel that really wanted to help that, but they didn't really understand um, attachment trauma or attachment disorder. Uh, and, and this is the reason that kicked me to do it, because when I realized what are the real practical, pragmatic things that can help parents, I couldn't believe I will go to sleep with the secrets, so I had to share it. That's, that's, that's really wonderful. By the way, I'm just wondering, so... Um, do you have any estimate how many adopted children are in Israel? Because uh, I, I often, I mean, I talk with many women, especially that had difficulty to conceive. And when I told them, why don't you just adopt? And it's very complicated in Israel. Why it's so complicated in Israel to adopt kids? And how did they let you take it as a single mom? Because I know this is another problem because most women I know as single mom, they get the kids outside of Israel. Yes, so it's a mythos uh, about single mothers. There are a lot of single mothers in Israel that are like me, adopted a child and they raise it and they are my best friends and help me on the adoption wisdom. So it's a mythos. And of course, the social worker, when they see a couple or a single mother, they try to challenge them and afraid them. But if you come with your self-estimate and confidence and courage, uh, it's, this is matters, what energy you come. So uh, actually by the law, it, uh, it doesn't appear that it can be, you're right. But uh, I know a lot of single mothers in Israel that did adopt it, but of course, they are not in the queue of babies. They are on another queue of the of, of uh, an older children. Who so we cries for that? The, the women or the the, the state? What what was the what question? Age? Who decides what they get? whether you get a baby or an older kid that has mm -hmm. to be taken from his family? Yeah. 
the babies, the healthy babies will go, go always for couples. Okay. The single mothers, it sounds paradox, yes, but this is reality. No, so it sounds you, like it's weird. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know how, what term to use. Uh, it's almost like a single mother is perceived like damaged goods. Yeah, you know what I mean by damaged, damaged goods? I mean, not a, a, a good option like the couple. But, it's but you know, li life is very colorful and uh, there are also a lot of advantage being a single mother. When I'm saying something, it doesn't say that my uh, child obey, of course, but when I'm uh, having, uh, you know, my single parenthood, it's my word. I've seen many adopted, uh, adoptive families when they are couples and we are uh, facing challenges. I see that there is another challenge that the mothers has her attitude and a lot of, uh, I don't want to exaggerate, but a lot of the adoptive fathers, they say, Yashti, I give up, uh, take the child out. So for me, it, although my challenges, I had my way, okay? So, uh, and there is another advantage, uh, adopting a child who is over four or five or six and a half or nine or 11, you see the personality, okay? It's not a baby that it's mysterious like when you give birth. So and when you- It's usually traumatized. It's not like a new baby. I mean, it, it went yes, but be, because I'm deep in it, I know that even a baby, babies, when we um, neglect, you know, they have been, uh, Again, I don't know exactly the word, like the experience of being cut from the mother who carried them for nine months, this is also a, a traumatized. And most of the pregnancy of these uh, women, uh, they are not healthy. Usually they, some of them using drugs and alcohol. So actually the babies are already born traumatized. But Sharona, the, how the process? I, I only want to emphasize the Cillian Tipi that the older children that we adopted, they are so, even if they're not easy, they are so charming and strong. There's so many things in life before we adopted. There were many houses. There's so many parents. So they are challenging, but they are remarkable. <laughs> but do you get them uh, they, uh, automatically for adoption or it has some time in between that they it's a tryout or just a process till they get them out of the previous family how does it work yes of course the first mission of, of the state and i think israel learned from united states because there was a different attitude in israel um, so now the mission of the state is to try the best it's another question what is the best to um Rehabilitate, how do you say, the shakim, the rehabilitation, rehabilitate the uh, biological uh, family. Oh. Usually, it's a biological mother to try and do everything. Sometimes to take the child out, but to give the biological uh, family the opportunity um, to change the way. And sometimes it works, and sometimes 
not. Um, so sometimes they uh, prefer to put the child put, yeah, put, it's yeah. not a, the, the real word, but that the child will be in a foster family. Right. So if the uh, if it's uh, good for the child, he will go back. But um, statistics show that only 30% of the foster children go back, go back to the biological family. So basically, why did you form this organization if the system is taking care of it? Oh, the system is taking care, I hope, yes. Uh, we know that there are extreme uh, cases and the system is not aware that they had to take care. The system is mostly taking care till the day of the adoption. There is a kind of post-adoption in Israel, but I can tell you maybe the system, I'm sure trying the best, but they don't have the budget to do a long run, an adoption and foster it's for life. Right. So this is the reason I needed, uh, it's a mission, life mission, I did it. The foster families do have a kind of um, holistic uh, training by the foster organization, yeah. but again, it's not, uh, first it's not enough on the quantity, but even from the quality aspect, it has to be very accurate. Yesterday we had the Zoom with the managers. I told you till yesterday we had the Zoom with the uh, high-level managers of the welfare office in Israel, and one of the attendees that I bought, he, she was a she was a foster, and she said she was for many years a foster mother, but only when she arrived to our meetings, she found the accurate way how, how to rehab, how do you say, it's different um, to be an ordinary uh, uh, parent to a regular child and each child is unique, but when it's traumatized child, you has you, you have to learn it. It's like being a pilot. You have to learn it. So basically, your service goes together with the uh, state service and then take it from there, or you start no, no, after. independent. I think I, I understood no, it's independent. And I it's understood. independent, but the question is, when do they start? And if people can start with them, not with the state, because it has to do with the they state. They can come directly to you? Because they don't have the key. No, my no, mission, no, 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 my mission, kid. my mission is not to do the God, uh, uh, you know, uh, combining a child right. to a family. This is out of my mission. Right. My mission is uh, to train the parents and the family circle because we need our support from our mothers and brothers and therapists and psychologists. We need all this circle. And this is our work, but I can tell you a secret. I'm a kind of a grandmother or aunt of some couples and single mothers that came to us before the foster, before the adoption, because they said, when we will be an adoptive parents, we won't have time or, you know, mental uh, resources. So they did a marvelous thing. They wow. came to us before they was they were trained. They also had conversation with uh, um, with other parents and adoptees. 
So, uh, oh, fantastic. So, and then I see the pictures of the children, and I have a very great uh, feeling of I know that their parents had the basic tools. Yeah. So, uh, actually, you take care of the, the, the women that adopt a child after the adoption process took place, right? Not only the women, uh, the families, the families, oh, sometimes, I, okay. but, but uh, we know, and it's not a secret that even if it's a couple, uh, most of the attendees of our meetings and most of the people who call me are the mothers. Right. And how do you finance all these activities? How do they find it? How, no, how do you finance these activities? Uh, for seven years, I don't have any um, external resources and the expenses are very high. Uh, so I don't have any other support. But now, you know, seven years in the Hebrew uh, uh, tradition, there are seven years and then there are other seven years. Right. And now we have our conversation after seven years that I decided that in order to fulfill my vision and to reach every family of the foster and adoption, I need team. I need to expand the, the resources um, and I can uh, fulfill the vision so every family for the long run will have what any uh, service they need. I need partners, I need collaboration, I need sponsors. We are doing a remarkable uh, projects that I can uh, describe and we are reaching only hundreds of families and it's not enough. It's not enough. I, I tell you why. Um, it's not that I'm greedy and I need to cover the country. When a family reaches, even if they read a post that I put for free on the Facebook and on YouTube, a video of me or other experts that I interview, they calling me and they ask, where were you 10 years ago? Where were you? Why? Now they have a 20 years old adoptees. They say, if I would understand these, only understand, don't change anything, only understand the background of the behavior, things would be calmer. So I risk Can you take us through the process from day one? A family took a kid, they come to you, what do they get? What happens? Yeah. Uh, First of all, uh, the reality now is most of the families, they are very excited. They have now a baby or a, a tiny child. So they are very, it's like a honeymoon, okay? And when they see things I write or the newsletter, um, they don't feel it uh, connect them because at the beginning, things are very smooth. Even the first uh, weeks when Osher came to, to our house. Uh, Osher in Hebrew, it's, it's a happiness. Yes. Osher in happiness, and that was the name he was born with. Right. And it's remarkable. Yes. I have a story behind, but I want to continue. So usually families, they don't understand why do they have to learn this parenthood. So I have, um, it's like, a, you know, it's like a menu. 
so people can uh, read for free or sign the newsletter and understand what is RAD. RAD is Reactive Attachment Disorder. And all the, of the uh, uh, children has it. Some of them will be acting out with rage and some of them, which I'm more worried about, yeah, will have it inside. Yeah. They don't feel enough confidence. So the families, the parents, the mother say, but everything is sugar, honey. <laughs> and I'm saying, you have to understand what's going in the soul. So there is a lot of, a lot of free materials. And then there are, uh, we have a club, we call it in Hebrew, Hosen, Resilience. Um, which I have the about over 150 hours of recording we wow. did through the years. Yes, and you can enter it like a, a club. And a, so people can, a, according to the state they are now, they can find the answer. For example, if there is a problem of uh, self-emotional regulation, they can find six hours speaking about that. And our method, uh, we are not representing, we are not a representative of a guru or one of the experts. We have like a menu, a variety. And another thing is that we are working interdisciplinary. We are talking about the psychology and the neurobiologic is about understanding how the nerve system. So if this is a situation, the parent can understand what happens in our brain um, when the child is getting overstressed and how he, the parent can change himself and not fixing the child. And we have a lot about the educational system, which is, as you can imagine, a very, um, hot area. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm laughing because we are over. My son is a soldier. Uh, so, silly parents can go in the campus, in the virtual campus. Uh, some of it for free, some is for paying. Um, and uh, if they want to gather together, which is, uh, you know, belonging attachment, belonging, identity are uh, important values in our communities. So many times I'm saying the tools are important, but it's more important the well-being of the parents. So we gather them together. Many years before COVID-19, we had, we used Zoom, but I only forgot to, to buy menayot uh, chairs. Um, so we gather them together during the year uh, so they can meet and ask. Yeah. Uh, and there is also a premium plan. So there are families that really need a case manager to deal with. Yeah. But yeah. tell me something. I, I, I don't feel comfortable to ask it. So when you adopt a kid, uh, how much access do you have to pre-existing condition like um, you know, like autistic on different degrees, like um, um, history of depression. Very important question. Uh, feel free. Okay, I'm very. Well, I, feel, I feel a bit, you know, like when you adopt a baby, how much you go into his DNA or his genetic, you know. 
You know, this is the advantage to adapt a six and a yeah. half years old right. because right. I persist is the one word uh, to receive the papers from the birth oh, okay. certificate, the, the report of the birth. He was up nine and 10. He was the highest. Of course, he's the, he's the goalkeeper, handball goalkeeper. He's a very, very talented. So I received that. And because I adopted him only when he was six and a half and he was, you know, in a child home, he had a lot of stations in life. He was um, under, you know, therapist. So I received everything. Okay. So I understood that his potential is very high, but I understood that we will need to work a lot to gain him back his trust in the world and him himself, and cetera, and cetera. And so usually, I, I, I mean, I really, really, you know, immediately I think about those kids that if you know about some kind of pre existent condition, you will not adopt them. And then it's what? It's very important to know as much as you can. Uh, there are some babies that has FAS, FASD, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Uh, uh, due to mothers that drink during the birth, and it doesn't matter how much, but it affects the brain. So it's important to know, even if you decide not to, or you decide, yes, it's important because a challenge in life will be, but if you know what you are facing and you know the diagnosis, uh, I think, you know, every uh, person has to take his decision, what his capability to cope with. Yeah. From your experience, and this is another uh, level. Um, so when you adopt a child, just because I, you know, I didn't, but uh, in what, to what degree your motherly, I don't know how to call it, even the motherly, Emotions and instincts are there when you adopt a child. This is something you cannot learn. Yes, you know, uh, I'm the oldest in the five children uh, family. Uh, uh, and I'm sure if you would ask my mother, she would say that the, there is a different relationship she has with different uh, child. And as a child, I remember that there were times that she really expressed her love and there were times that she was, you know, not loving. Uh, and it's, and I have, if I'm mentioning my mother, she is really the wind, uh, the wind at my back yeah. during the whole process. I want to tell you that it's very different. When I saw, my son before he was my son but i saw him in a big toy uh, department uh, they took me to look at him from a distance but the i could go year. closer i could go closer because he didn't know me and to hear him i fell in love i told the social worker that my car is in the parking place and i'm ready to go because I did a mental and spiritual process before I came to the Child Welfare Center in Haifa. I did a process, I was writing and drawing. So I had this image, energetic image. So when I saw him, I felt, this is my son. So I fell in love. Yes. <laughs> um, 
they, they, they are, of course, a different uh, process. Like when you give birth, I know that sometimes you give birth and it takes time to really, you care the about the child. Said, but the kid was adapted. How difficult it is for him to accept that you really love him like a mother. Oh. It, it, uh, it's an everyday, it's an everyday test. It doesn't, uh, you know, um, my legs are shivering. They feel it and then the day after, it's a lack of feeling. It's like a black hole. You feel it and it gets empty. But it happens the, also to kids who are not adopted. Yeah, uh, the is, test, is the test for the parents' love is forever, but with adopted kids, it's, it's even yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, in terms of discipline, yeah. you're not really my mother. Yeah. Yes, this is a sentence I heard at the beginning, uh, even sometimes now, uh, but, you know, we are not challenging what we did. Thanks God, you know, I found things and put them in puzzle and I'm in a, a exercise them uh, every day. So we are in a wonderful uh, period of uh, the last years. But yes, uh, so even now, sometimes I can, what, what are you telling me what to do? You are even not my real mother. So after he said it, when he was uh, younger, I said, I'm, I love to write. It was before adoption wisdom. I love to write. I have something to share. And after he said it for the 20th time, I went to, uh, you know, Google and I looked if realmommy.com, the URL for the site is free and there was not. So I bought it for $10 and I'm paying it each year. So I have a blog, Real Mommy. So I'm saying, <laughs> yes, yes. but you know, in court, after he came, we had a period, we talked about it nine months and then we came to court, court and because he was old enough, after the judge uh, said, Osher, uh, do you want Sharona to be your mother? And he said, yes. <laughs> we went to the secretary and he put- How old was he? Six and a half. He was already seven and a little, okay? Ken, but uh, he put the stamp, okay? So when he stayed, I said, I can show you the stamp you put, it's you, you to blame. <laughs> Yeah, but tell me something. How about other kids? Do they know how, when they know, how early, and what the reaction? Yeah, you know, many years ago, uh, there was a state that you're not talking about it, and it's a secret, and it's horrible, I think, because, you know, we are spiritual human beings, so we know. We know if a person is real or lying. Uh, so, but now the attitude is the attitude um, is different and therapists uh, suggest parents to be honest and at the uh, relevant uh, age maybe two or three starting talking about it it can be it can be uh, by reading books about um, sorry about animals who are adapting animals. We can see a dog that can adapt it. So it can be that way. It can be by talking about the story that we went to a child house in Russia or in Israel uh, and we saw the kids. It's not like an official state, let's talk. It's not like that. It has to be a narrative story 
right. that will be very consistent. And my child loved me talking about the story. Do they, do they still can go and find who are their biological parents? Um, they can do it officially when they are 18. Yeah. In Israel, um, in Israel, they can go to the child welfare and ask to open the tiki moots, the, yes, yes. the adoption case. And you imagine that they will find yeah. their papers about all the uh, you know, relatives. And, but it's maybe a sheet of paper. Who was the mother? What were the condition of uh, decision? Yes. But uh, the statistics shows that um, most of them are not waiting for the birthday of 18 and going. And they go. uh, usually they need to warm up, you yeah. know, to be ready for that. So uh, approximately um, they are starting thinking about it at 25. Some of them are trying, you know, at 18 to, to send a request and then they getting a little bit cold legs they and then video yeah. and then at 25 they do it and they're going for first uh, conversation with a social worker they hear some some of the things and then sometimes they leave it they don't want to find that they don't want to meet the parents because it's a real process to find and but they're only going for first stage and sometimes it happens only when they are 40 or 30 you know when it happens? When the adoptee is getting to be himself a parent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But tell me something which is a bit different. So I'm, I'm not judging, of course, but I, I know that women who cannot bear children, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's something, it's a scar. It's not easy. Do you think when you adopt a child, you are content with not being able to be a natural mother to give birth, mm. birth? Or that's always I, stays with you? I think that mourn, mourn, evil, can, pain yeah, and mourning is something, uh, later I will tell about me because I knew that I will adopt even before I was married. married. Okay, so it's another story. There are also stories like that. And there are also stories of many, many families in Israel that have their biological children and then they adopt it. Oh. But uh, referring to what you asked, I think that mourn and pain, the wound, the wound you're talking, is something that are in both sides the child who lost his mother and the mother who lost the unfulfilled uh, dream of having her. And it's something that has to be, you know, uh, treated well in the psychology, in clinical, because it's not only doing the technical things, deciding to adopt, fill the paper and having a baby, because the adopted child will be himself. He's not there to replace the biological. Um, right. So I read a lot I'm in all the uh, Facebook groups, and I see a lot of mothers saying that the children that they adopted, usually it's more than one, 
are much more than any child that they would uh, give birth. But they chose them. They chose them. They chose. Yes. But I do think that a pair, uh, um, we have to understand that adoption or foster, it's not a technical thing that you fill a paper and you have a baby. It's something that you really have to be mentally, this is the formal process is the, is the one. You have to be ready uh, mental. Right. You have to understand that uh, parents who adopt and foster children, they believe that they're going to change the life of the child. Yes, they are yeah. right. Yeah. I think this yeah. is what, yeah. what we fall the I, I have to full, uh, complete this and they are right. But what they don't understand that the child is going to change their yeah. life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to be ready for that because the child, we said before, they're post-trauma. Even if they were uh, adopted at day one, the identity question, belonging question, they oh, look like different. That. My child is handsome Bukhari with Gabot Kaele. Wow. <laughs> okay, we look different. And he all the time, uh, so it's not, uh, so there, I can uh, talk with it if it's interesting. It's, uh, it's like I said before, you being a pilot, you need a process of five years studying, so. Yes, yes, yeah. No, I think that what you do is, uh, is absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, I can put myself in the shoes of asking myself, will I adopt a child? Um, I, I, I really wonder, you know. This, this I like. I wonder, this is much more because sometimes I'm giving lectures and some, you know, in the audience say, oh, I have a free room because some of them are all just left home. And I'm getting not mad. That, I'm getting mad. I prefer people that wonder. I you know, I was... what you said. It's really, do I have in my container enough to give? and go through the process, which is like you say, it's like, you know, learn how to, to be a pilot, a pilot of emotions. It's a pilot of-, of It's the roller coaster. It's like it that. It is, and do I have, yeah. So I wonder, and I think that uh, having doubts and dealing with the doubts, when you go through this, at the end, you can be much more content of doing it. So I understand what you're talking no, about. You absolutely, and I ask you to come to the lectures I give on Zoom because you're talking about the container. Yes. If you don't have container, right. emotional container, it or- It doesn't matter how many stuff. rooms you have at home. It has it nothing doesn't to do, do with, with rooms, room. right? You can always yeah. make a, you know, bank bed, beds. You know, that's a so to do. We had as children, but you know, you're talking about wandering. I was uh, married for many years. And uh, when I was divorced, I wasn't sure I want to be a mother. You talked about wandering. And so I had the quest. And then I found that I do want to be a mother, but I'm, I'm afraid. And what happened later, I had a, a loving uh, relationship. And this uh, relationship uh, filled me with confidence and courage. 
And when it ended, I arrived at the child welfare at the center in Haifa in Herzliya, and I was so, because <laughs> wow, yes. so they couldn't say no. Yes. And but what happened? Know? 100 days later, I met uh, my child. But you yes. know, there's something, once you face adoption or decisions like that, you ask yourself questions that you don't dare to ask when it comes naturally, because there's something natural about the process of getting pregnant and people don't think twice, they, uh, they have children and that's it. Some, and then we adopt them. Yeah, but then some do ask questions. They don't know if they want it or not. Once you have problems to get pregnant, then you start to ask questions whether you really want to go through this or not. And then when you need to adopt, if you want to adopt, it's another layer of questions. So basically, only those who don't, don't go through the process naturally face uh, much deeper level uh, and challenging questions. And then you find out all kinds of things about yourself that you didn't even dare think the out question loud. is also the attitude. and also how do you deal with the with the environment? Yes, that's how it. people look that's at it. you. What right. do you tell them? What do you tell yourself? Mm. How honest you are, how gutsy you are. It's a whole different story. It's a whole yeah, and how story. society accept. Yeah, it's really interesting. It's a secular society, or let's say the Haredim. How they don't you know that they not allow. Adoption, they don't allow um, going through the fraternity, you know, like if you can get IVF, IVF yeah. they don't allow it. Mm. You I cannot bear well, things uh, that thing are changing, but I want to not allow it. Yeah, but I want to refer what Silly says that uh, we have to know our where ourselves very, very well in life in order to go be very the... honest, very honest. Yeah. You, know, you know why it's so important for me i think it's important in general in life but usually when you're going in in a sideway if you're going to a sideway it's better that you will all the time be very honest with yourself ask many questions because our children the post-traumatized children they have uh, antennas yeah, they are very, very sensitive. My son can it say it's like a rentgen. He can, I'm very innocent. He can say about every person who is he. So he can read me. He can tell me how I feel, what I think. And he, uh, re, um, he uh, reactive to my feelings, okay? So what Silly says, it's very important because if I'm not working on my inner self, he will, uh, every child will take it out and it will yes. come out. So in order to um, make a safe in the adoption, we're talking not, about, not only about love and clean bed and warm house. This is basic. We're talking about the safe environment. And in order to put, to, to, be, to build a safe environment, although all the challenges, I have to be very clean. So it's a day by day work. It takes a long, longer time to yeah. create a, the, the safe place, safe space. It takes it's time. It's daily work, but Silly says I have first how you to fix myself. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. I had a teacher, Dr. Brenda McKite from Canada, a psychologist expert in adoption. She adopted, are you sitting, 12 children? Oh. And she is my teacher, okay? She wrote books and that was the beginning of adoption wisdom when I talked with her. And she said a remarkable uh, sentence we have to uh, remember. She said, don't fix the child, fix yourself. It's written in a book and it's so incredible because- That's another thing. You have to first put the, the mask on you before you put it on the child. It's, it's, it's not only mask, you know, we're talking about putting the oxygen mask when things are very serious. I'm talking about yes, you're right. Uh, you're right. it's very uh, natural that when a child reach our houses to take him therapies, horses, swimming, blah, 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 blah. But what he needs is a fixing of relationship, yes. not many therapies. And as Silly said, you need working to on relationship start inside. Yeah. Right. And okay. then you can accept right. an extra relations. It takes right. time and you need to listen very well and carefully and very gently. Yeah. It takes time. It's really but it's a lot of, a yeah, lot of compassion. A lot of compassion to yourself. To yeah. the and not everybody is built for that. Not everybody. Um, I think the, the main thing is as much as you want to become a parent, is to really uh, understand if you can go through this or not. And it's hard to know in advance. It's hard to know in advance the whole parenting thing. But especially when you uh, volunteer to choose to take somebody who is hurt and you want to protect him, you have to check much, much, much harder with yourself if you really build for that and if it's the right thing to do. Because then you maybe and harm the kid instead of helping yeah so but it's an amazing job yeah but you know that uh, i sometimes wonder when i meet uh, women different ages who go through all these sometimes very very difficult and painful process of getting pregnant you know with the uh, are you call it uh, IVF. yeah etc and they don't even think about, wait a minute, why don't I just adopt after I tried and I tried and I tried and they don't want to give up trying until they're 47, 48. And then many times they're too tired and they're they so empty by then from those years of trying. And so I wish, you know, some of it's, it, it's very, very hard to answer. Yes. It's not a simple answer. It's a, um, emotional roller coaster and it's exhausting and and you need the right partner for that or to be very strong yourself and the right support yeah it must be yeah i'm here i'm here thanks to my family i have a very strong family emotionally and mentally and thanks to them i'm here they knew how to support me so i can be a stronger resilience parent both very lucky Yes, I am. Yeah. But you know, it must be you know, when you when we look at our children that you know that uh, we are you know of course we are very proud of them when they are successful and you know, but I think when you adopt a child after he went where he came from and how much is you know he had the he, he didn't have the the starting point like my child in many ways right, and then you see him flourishing. 
you know, it must be very, very elevating. Uh, it's, it's remarkable, but then you can understand that when I'm saying, I'm so proud of you, he's saying, what is your connection to that? <laughs> oh, wow, that sentence I didn't hear. Wow, amazing, but he knows. Thanks to my son, there are a lot of uh, girls and boys in Israel that are having a better families and better yeah. parents because of the challenges uh, my remarkable Osher uh, uh, bought, many other benefit from that, many. And I hope that those who hear us can uh, share it with more families because I we have so much to give them uh, in each uh, level uh, that they are, have their container is yes. and and really I don't want to continue doing everything alone. I have a, a volunteers that come for zooms, but there is so much to do more so yes. to expand so every family will have it. And the projects are going on, but you know, I'm one lady. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I hope that, but you're, yeah, it, I shouldn't say that, but you are a strong lady. I mean, yeah, you still, you need help. That's, that's for sure. Listen, silly, that was um, a very uh, human, wish, human conversation. What do you wish for your organization? Mm -hmm. I wish uh, that someone will adopt us. Yeah, that's that's interesting. This this verb to adopt you, you don't say sponsor us. You say adopt us because in order because to, uh, it's not the money. It's not, not the money. Not regular a, a sponsorship. You have to really be completely, completely absorbed and really care deeply about that. I I know my strength, and it's my strength. Uh, uh, I did an exam. You know, there is an exam for strength. So I know my strength is uh, thinking, strategy, vision, and then uh, and writing. Uh, but you I'm need lack of for the road. finance. <laughs> you yes. need partners for the road. You know, it would be interesting to see the kids who grew up under your wings yeah. to help each other right. and spread it and uh, chip in yeah. in professional way and uh, should be your ambassadors yeah. not only ambassadors uh, uh, really forces in the, yeah. in the whole service you know Tzili, uh, we're talking now about the third generation because we know that the child that was uh, adopted if he wasn't treated really well, well he will be, um, it, he, he will have challenges as a parent. So we're talking about the effect on the grandchildren. Right. So we, we had meetings with uh, uh, mothers like me that already has grandchildren from the adopted uh, daughter. And we talked about the things and miracles happened. One of the mothers is, she's about 70 years old. She has a daughter that, she herself has already three children uh, and she wasn't um, willing to talk about the adoption. Uh, but then her mother came to one uh, meeting okay. and then for the second meeting, I see in the Zoom a new window with her 
daughter uh, yeah. name who already she was late because she um, uh, put yeah, to sleep my children and and she was quiet and I respect that and at the end every time every meeting we are doing the golden um, golden minutes so everyone find one thing good that they find in the meeting so she opened the camera and she opened the microphone and she talked with for nine minutes and she's saying that it's a blessing for her talking about her feelings and others are listening only listening and that was a miracle moments like that it's like someone gave me fortune Right. Yes, well, what can I tell you, Tilly? Shaona, I really hope and wish for you uh, finding the right partners and growing and helping more. Thank you. It's, it's really a, mission, it's a huge, huge human yeah. mission. Thank you for thank coming you. and thank you yeah. so much. If someone is heart. looking for us, I'll only say, I know you will write it if someone is uh, looking for us, so you can find adoptionwisdom.com or in Hebrew, Meizama Imutz Vaumna. Nifla. Thank Good you luck. so much. Thank and you. Thank everybody who came. Thank you, Tzili. And see you next week. Thank yes. you, Tzili and Sipi, for the welcoming home, of warm course. home. Of it course. was a safe place for me. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. See you.